0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the new allegations against Jose Altuve, claiming that he did not want his jersey ripped off because he was wearing an electronic buzzing device. Also, Yankee fans have been tweeting about the Astros' home and road splits in the 2017 ALCS I'm going to tell you what the Yankees' home and road splits were in that same series. Also, we're going to talk about who could be the new manager for the Houston Astros in 2020. I'll also let you know how to get an Astros baseball sticker. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, let's start at the beginning. The Astros were a mediocre team, and they began the process of selling off their veterans that made millions of dollars. They traded them for draft picks. They filled their team full of low-priced veterans, and they did not have the talent to win a lot of games. They lost over a hundred games three years in a row while amassing first round draft picks three years in a row, picking up Correa, picking up Bregman, Springer, all of these guys picked up in the first round. Forrest Whitley, Kyle Tucker, the list goes on and on. They've built a team the way they did by what some people call tanking and then using their draft picks and building up the farm system while the major league team was losing. Now this is the first step that led a lot of other teams and the fans of teams to dislike the Astros, although the hate wasn't at the level it is now. So the Astros end up making the playoffs and then the next year I don't think they did and then they make they they win the World Series and then they go to the ALCS and lose to the Red Sox who win the World Series and then they go to the World Series again but they lose to Washington 108 wins 100 wins 100 wins they went they went from losing 100 games a year to winning a hundred games a year plus in three seasons. So now the Astros are good. Teams didn't like the way they built it. And once again, they were disliked, but they weren't extremely hated like they are now. So Mike Fires comes out. We all know the whistleblower, Mike Fires, who was on the 2017 team, accused the Astros of cheating. We all know the story center field camera, banging on a trash can, send the signals. I've seen the videos. I believe it. The Astros were investigated. They had proof. Therefore, the Astros were punished. The Astros were fined $5 million, which is nothing. There's people saying that that's nothing for a billionaire, I wish I could compare it to me and you. It'd be like us getting fined $5 probably. So the Astros were punished. They were thoroughly investigated. As you know, it took forever. And we were, I want to say patiently waiting, but I wasn't patiently waiting. I wanted to find out. I already knew what they have done. I already made my mind up that they were going to get in trouble. I just wanted to hear the punishment And move on. That's all I wanted to do. So they come out with the punishment. Hinch, Luno, suspended for a year. Five million dollar fine. I already said that. Then they will forfeit first round draft picks the next two seasons. Which isn't going to hurt right away, but eventually it will hurt. Like I said, Correa, Bregman, uh. Kyle Tucker, Forrest Whitley, all these guys are first round picks. We're not going to be getting anyone like that for the next two seasons, but our farm club is strong enough. I think we can handle it, but we're going to miss out on some good players because of this penalty, and I'm okay with it. I am okay with this penalty. Now, as we said, the other teams want the title stripped, they want the wins revoked. They want Hinch and Luno and all the players banned from baseball forever. And I knew that wasn't going to happen, and it didn't happen. So all of this happened. It was over. I'll take my punishment. Let's move on. While they're investigating the Astros, Alex Cora's name comes up. Numerous times, which leads to the MLB investigating the Red Sox. While the Red Sox are being investigated, their fans, just like ours, let's get it over with so we can move on. Before the investigation is even over, Alex Cora steps down as manager of the Red Sox. What I forgot to tell you, but you already know, is Hinch and Luno were suspended and then eventually, 40-something minutes later, Jim Crane fired them. So the Astros have no manager. The Red Sox have no manager. We're both in the same boat, except the Red Sox don't know what their punishment is yet. So... Carlos Beltran was with the Astros in 2017, with Cora. And they were listed as the masterminds of the banging on the trash can plot. I believe what I read in the report is they were already looking at the camera. And I believe all a lot of teams were doing this. They were looking at the camera to learn the signals, to learn the signs, so that they could relay the information to the guy on second. So he could relay the information to the guy at home. And this is what teams do. And I'm not saying they're relaying it live. I'm saying they learn the signals beforehand, so they'll know what's going on. But they they pick it up from the dugout and let the guy know. That's what the Red Sox got in trouble for in 2017 with the uh, Apple Watches. So after the Apple Watch thing, in the same time, the Yankees were fined for misuse of their dugout phone and... Whatever it was, it said that they were trying to gain an advantage. So they were fined. And breaking off from my conversation a little, when, they, uh, when the Yankee fans uh, call us cheaters on social media, I always say, you got fined for misusing the dugout phone to gain an advantage, a competitive advantage, and that's cheating. Cheating. So just admit that y'all are cheaters as well. It may not be to the degree that we cheated, but you're cheaters. And they were saying, no, we just, we just didn't follow the rules, so we got fined. It was like, we got fined. It was kind of a warning fine. No, you cheated. So just agree that you cheated. So the big thing that came up the other day, and I believe... It was Thursday. On Twitter, good old John Boy, the Mel Gibson of Twitter, posted a or retweeted a tweet from someone claiming to be Carlos Beltran's niece. The tweet goes as follows. I was told to stay quiet, but I refused. Sorry, T.O. with a heart. Altuve and Bregman wore devices that buzzed on the inside right shoulder from the hallway video guy. I have pics from locker room I will keep for a rainy day. Altuve didn't want his shirt torn off. Maybe I misspoke, but Chapman... Gave up a home run in the game. So what they're saying is Altuve didn't want his shirt ripped off after he hit the game-winning home run, the walk-off home run against Chapman because he was wearing an electronic buzzing device. And this set the Twitter world on fire. I was defending the Astros left And right, all day long. So, my first reaction, my first tweet, when I'm defending these guys, is you go back to the last time Altuve had a walk off. The guys ripped his shirt off. So they interviewed him after the game, and he said, "I'm shy." my wife got mad at me, or something about his wife. My wife didn't like it the last time they did it, so I didn't want him to rip it off. He asked him, why didn't you want the guys to rip your shirt off? So they show the video of him doing the walk off and then running, darting into the dugout to change shirts. And so this is the video they post. He hits a home run, runs around the bases, and runs in the dugout to change his shirt while the rest of his fans, or the rest of his teammates, are celebrating. And it's just not true. So Astro fans come up, here's the real video. He hits the home run, runs around the bases, and then he celebrates with all of his teammates for several minutes. So they're doctoring videos and the conspiracy theories Just keep getting pushed out there. And these guys don't care if it's true or not. They just keep spreading it. And the New York Yankee fans are eating it up. So, just think about this logic here. They think Altuve was wearing a buzzer. So he had to run in the dugout real quick. And change his shirt. When... If He's playing the whole game without anyone noticing that he has this so-called buzzer on his shoulder. You can't see it through his jersey. Why does he need to go in and change shirts when he could just put the shirt over the jersey like everyone else was doing? You still wouldn't have been able to see it. He doesn't have to change shirts to hide the buzzer. It's ridiculous. But these guys are eating it up. So they show pictures close-up of him with the wrinkle in his shirt. They have another picture of him where his shadow of his hand is on his shirt, and it's clearly a buzzer. And then this is followed up by pictures of Josh Reddick. He was being interviewed after the game, and they point out a Band-Aid. Apparently the Band-Aids were holding the buzzers. And ooh, you can see the wire. It's connected to his necklace or something. And then here we go, another Astro fan. Here's their video. Here's the video of him getting, the video of him getting uh, interviewed. He's sitting there talking, and then he looks over and sees the confetti on his right shoulder, and he takes it off. So then John Boy retweets or something, whatever you call it. Oh well, this one got by me. It was just confetti. So he has no problem spreading these rumors and spreading the hate. And listen to me, folks. The reason these guys are so ate up with the Astros, the reason they buy into every conspiracy theory out there, is because the Astros have eliminated them from the playoffs three out of the last five years. So the MLB investigated. The MLB explored wearable devices during their investigation and found no evidence to sustain it, including last season. There was no evidence that they were wearing it. So what everyone is believing is that John Boy knows more than these investigators. How does he know anything? He claims that five people told me this. So things are really coming out. There's pitchers tweeting that they'd rather throw to a guy on steroids than a guy who knows what pitch is coming. And so with all these the pitch buzzers and banging on trash cans, it seems like everyone is starting to defend the steroid era guys. Todd Frazier came out this morning. Is the one of the first tweets that I saw this morning. He's like, I don't like to live in the past. Todd Frazier was with the Yankees in 2017. I don't like to live in the past, but you think about what could have happened. That could have been my one chance. So you come over here and look. Let's look at it. The Astro stats at home in the 2017 ALCS. Altuve, 1.5 at home, 497 away. Correa, 1.164, down to 626. Evan Gattis, over 1,000, down to 533. Bregman, 850 to 500. McCann, 849, 198 on the road. That's the stats they showed to prove that the Astros were cheating. But when you tweet back that the Yankees scored 19 runs in three games at Yankee Stadium in those playoffs, or in that series against the Astros in 2017. 19 runs in three games. But they scored three runs in four games in Houston. That is an average of over six runs a game at home, and not even one run a game on the road. So they must be cheating. If you look at home and road splits as far as stats, OPS and all that, then the Yankees got to be cheating. They're not proving anything by showing our stats. At home, I mean in Houston, uh, game one they had 479, 446. 581, and then 290 in Game 7, but at home it was 790, 889, 851, and those are team OPSs. You look at Headley's OPS, 1.375 in New York down to 400 in Houston. Aaron Judge, 1.917, almost a 2 OPS, 1.917, 521 in Houston. Oh, that's not fishy at all. DeeDee, over 1,000, 1.083. His OPS in Houston, 250. Todd Frazier, the guy that's claiming that the Astros were cheating, he had a 964 OPS at Yankee Stadium. His OPS in Houston was 321. Gary Sanchez, 886. Yankee Stadium, 321 OPS in Houston. So... It's weird that, or it's not weird, I don't even know what to call it. It's BS, if that's what you really want me to say. It's, they show the Astros home stats against their away stats. They've got to be cheating. But the Yankees home and away stats are just as ridiculous. How do you score 19 runs in three games at home? And three runs in four games on the road? How do you do that? How is this asparagy that much different? So another thing that came out yesterday was Mike Trout. HGH, that he was on HGH for some thyroid issue, so now he's a cheater. And so a lot of purists are saying, you've got these guys cheating, and now Mike Trout is doing something wrong? I don't know anything about that, but that's what came out. It's just over and over and over, and it's getting rough. It's getting rough to be a baseball fan. It's getting rough to be an Astro fan seeing all this. But again, they've been investigated. They've been found guilty. There's nothing else to investigate the Astros for, but these Internet sleuths, they just keep going and going. So I'm going to take a break, and after this, I'm going to talk about the Astros' search for a new coach, I'll let you know, or not a new coach, but a new manager. And then I'll let you know some of the candidates. And also, who was the bigger loss, Luno or A.J. Hinch? I'll be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. Now let's take a look at the managers. You have three managers that have lost their job because of this Scandal from 2017, the cheating scandal. They lost their job because of their involvement in this scandal. You have A.J. Hinch from the Astros, three 100 win seasons in a row, 2017 World Series champion. They lost in the ALCS to the Red Sox, who won the title in 18, and they went to the World Series again last year and lost in seven games. Very successful career in Houston for A.J. Hinch, and he loses his job. A lot of Astro fans are upset. They like Hinch. But Hinch admitted that he knew they were cheating, and he let it happen. He's upset with himself that he didn't stop it. But he knew they were doing it, and he allowed it to happen, and he shouldn't have. You've got Cora. Cora who was with the Astros in 2017. He was the bench coach. He gets hired with the Red Sox as manager, and they win the World Series. In 2017, the Red Sox were fined for using smartwatches to steal signs. The commissioner then tells all the teams, they give them the warning, that if you are caught using Electronic devices distill signs. The punishment will be harsh. And they continued cheating in 2018. And now they're under investigation. You look at the Astros investigation, and Cora was mentioned nine times. So the Red Sox investigation is not over, but... They decide to part ways with Cora before the punishment has even come down. They want to distance themselves from Cora. Carlos Beltran was hired as manager by the Mets. He's been named with Cora as the ringleaders, or the guys that invented the cheating scandal, or brought the cheating scandal to the team. And so the Mets and Beltran have parted ways. They don't want to be associated with it. they they got to get themselves away from it. They don't want to have success and think that they don't want to give off the perception. This is just my opinion. That if they're successful with Carlos Beltran as manager and he is a known cheater, he's not going to get in trouble because he was a player and some people are complaining about that as well. But they parted ways with them. They don't want them. So that's three people have lost their job because of this. And like I said, you may be mad about it, about A.J. Hinch, but I'm sorry. I'm not. So one question was posed to me. What was the bigger loss, A.J. Hinch or Jeff Luno? And I say Luno. The Je- Luno has built this team up. He broke it down, like I said earlier, pissing everybody off. He broke it down, built it up. He made the right choices in the draft. I think he made one mistake. But he picked the right guys. He did have first, three first-round picks. I'll give him that. So you just pick the guy that's listed as the best. But look at the pickups he's had. He he picked up Charlie Morton. He signed Charlie Morton, who had an injury history that nobody really wanted. Signed him cheap. He turns out to be a World Series hero. He turns out to be one of the fan favorites for the Astros, and he's not even on the team anymore. He's a highly sought-after all-star pitcher now. And nobody knew about him but Luno. I mean, everybody knew about him, but he's the one that saw the potential because of the statistics. He got Wade Miley cheap last year. Wade Miley filled in perfectly for Dallas Keigel, although not at the end of the year. He signed Michael Brantley to a two-year deal, cheaply, underpaid for Brantley, and nobody even noticed it because they were trying to get Machado and Harper. The best signing of the year that season, and it And it didn't even make a splash. That's how good he is. So like I said, he picks up very good players, no bad contracts. The only long deals they have is with Altuve and Bregman, and they are young. So who could possibly be the Astros' new manager? There's some names out there. Jim Crane said he wants to find the replacement by February 3rd. I know they've interviewed John Gibbons, who is the former manager for Toronto. Buck Showalter. uh, Last time with the Orioles from ESPN. Uh, Tomorrow, they are... uh, Not tomorrow, but Monday. They're interviewing Dusty Baker. He's 70 years old, but he'll have that veteran presence. Jeff Bannister... I don't know about this one. He might be a good choice. I don't really know him. All I know is he was with the Rangers, and I didn't like him. I didn't like the things that he did when the Rangers and the Astros played. You have the Cubs third baseman, Will Venable. You also have Joe Espada, the current Astros bench coach. He could do a good job. That's what Corey used to be. You've got people that say let's bring in Biggio, Bagwell, and Berkman. That's not going to happen. They all three did say to Crane, let me know what I can do to help the team. I'll do anything to help. But those guys aren't get picked. So let me tell you my opinion. I think they need an older veteran guy that can take control of this clubhouse. I, I think that Joe Espada can do a good job. But this is just my opinion, and you can agree with me or not, it's okay. Neither one of us are going to be right or wrong. But if you have all of this scandal going on, everybody in the world thinks you are cheaters. You you were proven that you didn't cheat in 19 or 18, but everybody still thinks you did, I just don't think you can name a guy that's already in the organization as your manager. He wasn't with the team in 17, but still, I don't think you can do that. You have to have someone in there that people will respect and that people will actually believe that will keep the Astros from cheating, even though they're not doing it anymore. They're not doing it, but the perception is that they are. So I don't know who they're going to pick, but I think they're going to pick someone with experience. And they may just pick someone that surprises. Who knows? So anyway, going to a- another subject. If you remember, I said that if you do a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcast, then I will send you a sticker. I made the stickers on Sticker Mule. They came out awesome. They're cool. If you want one, I'll send you one, but you got to do the review. Five-star review. So we had Derek V.W. do it last time, and this time, Joey Grayson. And let me find it here, and I'll share you the review that he wrote. So he said, great podcast. I just started listening to your podcast over the Christmas holidays, and I really enjoy and appreciate the information and takes on our Astros. It's a great source of news and baseball talk in general for Astro fans or anyone who is passionate about America's pastime. I'd really love one of those stickers to display on my car here in Austin. Keep up the good work, and I will definitely continue to listen. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I've sent him the sticker. He's already got it. I've sent out five stickers already. I still got more. So go to Apple. Do the review. Get a sticker. If you've already done a review, grab your wife's phone. Do a review and get a sticker. If you don't put your name on there, just let me know. Let me know what you and I'll send you a sticker. So anyway... That is all I have for now. I do appreciate all you listening. I do appreciate everyone that's done reviews, everyone that listens to the podcast and follows me. The last show went very well. Uh, There's a lot to talk about. It's too bad that it's all negative. I am ready for the season to start. One little tidbit of news that I'll share with you that has nothing to do with bad. It's just a little small story. Kyle Tucker will now wear number 30. And Miles Straw will wear number three. He will take Kyle Tucker's number three. The reason Kyle Tucker didn't wear 30 last year was because of Hector Rondon. He wore 30 at Round Rock. I guess that's the number that he likes. So that's just your small tidbit at the end of the show. Thanks for listening, folks. We will see you next time on Astros Baseball we